0: All right, Hello ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the show, we are uh, Those Muckrakers, I'm Peter Van Pelt and I'm Pat and uh, if you're listening to us and we see a little bit, seem a little bit perturbed, uh, we just recorded a whole episode and found out the audio quality sucked because I moved into my new closet recording studio and we found out that apparently on Audacity, uh, if you don't choose the recording device, it just records from ambient uh, whatever your computer's recording device is.
1: Yeah, so he has a recording device built into his uh, laptop, so it was in the other room recording him there, but Skype was using his uh, headset microphone, so it sounded fine when we were talking. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Boy, weren't we surprised? <laughs> yeah,
0: it was like the Anne Frank podcast. I'm recording from a fucking closet. Yep. So, uh, like just.
1: From memory, I've been jotting down notes from what we just did, because what we did, we didn't do from notes. We just sort of went into it. This huge feel about AI, and it was great and all that. And so now, like, no record of that really exists. Well, the recording does, but we're not going to listen to our own recording.
0: You know, if we'd had artificial intelligence uh, for that friggin' recording, maybe it would have alerted us to the fact that I sounded like uh, that guy Mumbles from Office Space.
1: And stapler and
0: Yeah, that was the whole well, that was the whole podcast. Wild is talking and then you just hear uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then the sirens.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. That's he off hid
1: from the sirens.
0: And we still he recorded to,
1: to hide from the sirens and it's still like that's all you could hear.
0: God damn it. Alright, so uh today in the news, uh, Cambridge Analytica. Fascinating stuff. So it turns out our election it has indeed been stolen by a data mining firm who stole, was it 50 million Facebook users' data?
1: Yeah, uh, so 50 million profiles all had their, um, uh, all the information that these people could get from them. Oh, God. See, I've already explained all this, and so now it's like my brain doesn't want to work anymore. It's like, oh, it's time for sleep now, right? Well, i like, oh, you no, know, i got
0: to do a it point, again. A point I wanted to make is, so all those surveys you fill out when it's just like, which crayon are you? Which uh, which Game of Thrones character would you be? Yeah, yeah, like,
1: if, if you were uh, in The Walking Dead, how likely would you be to survive? Well, I like beans, and I like uh, this and that. It's like, okay, you're... Those surveys that you used to fill out was able they were able to use that information to create psychological profiles of you and also once you agreed to them they gained access to all of your friends data because facebook gave them permission to do that but they just didn't think that they would use all the permissions that they were given and it went to almost or it did go to an illegal Uh, level of data pilfering because it was able to create an amazing psychological profile of all of you and all of your friends based on stuff you've liked, not just these surveys, but also stuff you've liked, stuff you look at, stuff you commonly click on. It's able to look at all that and determine what type of person you are, and so what's the most likely thing to influence your behaviors in order to slowly... Begin to brainwash you just through an onslaught of different content that it'll start pushing into your your little bubble, your daily me.
0: Well, part of part of me that makes me part of me that makes me feel like it's so it was it was wrong, it was illegal, but it makes me so just upset that we all gleefully just filled out like a billion psychological profiles and handed them over to the internet. Yeah, yeah, we were just yeah just. God, my God, we, and they we, play, and...
1: we played right into their hands, and this Cambridge Analytica, if you don't know, it's a company owned by Steve Bannon. They stole all this data back in twenty fifteen and then they were able to use it to help the Russians target people with their propaganda to influence people's decision making during
0: the twenty sixteen election and uh and old Mark Zuckerberg out here we are, old Mark Zuckerberg came out with an apology and he's like. <laughs> Uh, I've let I've let uh, I've let the Facebook users down, and we are doing uh, everything in our power to investigate and da, da 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 da. And it's like, dude, you didn't let down Facebook users. You hastened the end of the world, you asshole.
1: Yep like the end of the world is not going to be pretty it's going to be trump's face on the tv saying you know what china's made me mad they responded to our tariffs our new tariffs very poorly they did not tell me that i was a genius for doing it so we're going to nuke them and then the nukes fly and we
0: all die at a time at a time in which metropolis needs superman everyone's like what's that in the sky is it a bird is it a plane oh it's just a dog turd no, it's Bernie Sanders taking the public bus. I, I really hate you and Bernie Sanders and the public bus. I don't care <laughs> if Bernie Sanders takes the public bus. I do not he care. Takes the public bus, unlike
1: the millionaires and billionaires. I don't. Actually, speaking of, speaking of impressions, uh, right before this podcast, I was uh, catching up on our cartoon president.
0: Again, again, um, stuff that I hate, everything so much. It's another way that technology
1: can actually manipulate us, because if you watch that show enough, it really does soften your image of the president, because he goes from being the dangerous orange lunatic that he actually is to a more sympathetic, uh, lovable, dumb father figure who's just trying to make America great again. That's why TV's not real.
0: That's why TV's not real. You know what was really fun and enjoyable about watching Family Matters? Uh, uh, Steve Urkel? Not seeing Carl in the hospital with multiple lacerations and fractures when Steve injured oh, yeah. him with some invention. Go home! Go home! Go home! Like, I don't have to take this. Or like I'm you, going home. Like that thing, that thing yeah, it, it comes out every couple of years you see it, so they take doctors and these doctors watch Home Alone. And they talk about the horrific injuries and the likely results that would have happened to those guys in real life. That's what's fun about TV. You burn off the top of someone's head and they just go, ooh. They don't. Yeah, con- consequence-free violence. Yeah, they don't die. And that the thing is, we, we have our cartoon. You see all these friggin' memes that are just like, it's like Trump in a muscle car. You know what I mean? With like a bald eagle in the passenger seat. And it's just like, America! And it's like, yeah, that's real fun, but that in no way reflects reality. He's scared of bald eagles, and they hate him.
1: Yeah. And so, all these different things we see on TV and start to think that this could be true, and we see these memes and all this other stuff all coalesces together to form a a truly fake world that people can use to start thinking things like this current president is anything other than the clear and present danger that he actually is in all reality because he is really really not smart
0: well it's not it's not just that he's smart or he's not smart it's that the people that surround him are operating in... Enablers. A, yeah, they're enablers, and they're operating in a carte blanche, and it's they're operating in such a way that they want to be close to power. They don't care who owns it. So um, the Cambridge Analytica thing, so they stole a whole bunch of data, right? So what's also right. interesting about that is in, I believe, New Mexico uh, recently, a self-driving car uh, hit and killed a woman. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you to—I don't know, like a studio. I thought
1: you're going into the story. Yeah I, can, uh, yeah, I can pick it up.
0: Like so, um, like a studio.
1: What we we're saying about Cambridge Analytica to this car thing is because. Cambridge is able to look at how people act and predict their behaviors to such a degree that they were able to extremely accurately predict the results of the election from district to district before the results had come in. Like, that's how incredibly accurate they were. And we're going to need. And that. Is disgusting because we could be using this data for good. Like, what if Cambridge Analytica were able to use that to slowly suggest to people that they should maybe eat more healthy? Well it's that maybe they should get it, out and, you know, for a jog every now and then. Maybe be kind to do, some. They could be, yeah, they could be doing this for good instead of evil, and. That's... Speaking of doing stuff for good and oh. evil, artificial intelligence is going to kill us all. Case in point, <laughs> this car running
0: down this lady. Well, here's what I like to hope that happened. So, so the whole story was, it was a self-driving car. It had a passenger in it that could have taken over at any time. The passenger apparently did nothing. The lady was not in the crosswalk. So two people had to mess up to make this car kill someone and everyone's like well why didn't the car why didn't the car avoid her why didn't she use a crosswalk why didn't the other guy in the car that was behind the wheel go ah so cause if if the car had swerved to avoid her it
1: might have plowed through like five other people like cause it might be looking at where everyone is so it has to make the decision who's it going to kill I've one
0: person two people five people well, the passenger I, so that that brings up the really interesting philosophical thing we were talking about uh I think right it's the, the the trolley paradox so the trolley paradox states, or, or the trolley conundrum the trolley i, don't know what what it I is. like the trolley conundrum because that sounds like an episode of thomas the tank engine
1: because I, I don't think that it's a, um, it is a paradox, but it is like a good question to ask people to see how they would respond to different situations. So if like, you, if you can were... they, it, it determines on if it's usually used to determine if someone will work for the greater good or if they would just do no harm or where people fall. And we have to be able to answer this for artificial intelligence before we can really just let AI controlled cars out there mass. Well, the... we have to have a philosophy that we have determined they will follow
0: right well the trolley conundrum says that if you're on a bridge over like a, a tra- there's two scenarios the one I like is the bridge one if you're on a bridge and there's a train barreling out of control and it's going to crash and kill a bunch of people and there's like a real fat guy and if you push him over the bridge he will hit the train and stop it before it kills all those people would you push him? would you push him? I wouldn't, no. Um, I w- that's,
1: the, that's the second scenario. Uh, the first scenario says, you know, there's a trolley, it's going out of control. There's five is headed straight towards five workers and it's gonna plow straight through and kill all of them. And you see the switch to change its tracks. If you pull that switch, the train will change tracks and go towards one person. So if you pull this switch, that person over there who would have lived is now going to be killed by this train. You would have killed that person, but you would have saved those five people it's headed towards right now. if yeah. so you pull the switch? That's a far more impersonal question. You're not interacting with any people. You're just pulling a switch or you're not pulling a switch. And it seems oh, like no. the usually what people will pick in this situation is to go ahead and pull the lever and save the five people and condemn the one person. But in what's called the oh. fat guy scenario... I don't know who came up with this, but this is a real thing that people actually do in psychological profiles. <laughs> they like push this, when Cambridge <laughs> Analytica did. <laughs>
0: they push fat guys no, they, off. Uh, they push actually. No,
1: they, they ask they ask people this question. <laughs> I like it better yeah, that they're like,
0: like they have a they they have a class and there's one real fat guy and they all they're like push him off a bridge and that's the class.
1: <laughs> uh, and so the second one, usually people will not push the guy because at this point you're just directly murdering a person. And again, keep in mind, it's a hypothetical. So you can't be like, well, how do I know that it'll stop the train? Well, you just know that it will in this hypothetical scenario.
0: And see, I I wouldn't do either because I don't think that like me committing murder. And it's a really hard one because like in a zombie apocalypse, I'd be killing people left and right. But in that scenario, I still feel like that you are killing people. Like you say that you're not killing people, but
1: I feel like your inaction is the action you have chosen to take.
0: I think the only way to really settle this is to go back in time with a gun and decide if you would shoot Baby Hitler or not.
1: He, I mean, I would say yes, but that's like a political stance these days.
0: <laughs> like, well, what about? <laughs> yeah. So you know, <laughs> you're you're discriminating against Nazis. So yeah, yeah the idea oh. is go ahead.
1: And before we get too far away from it, I never did my Ted Cruz impression from Cartoon President. God, I hate you. I'm I'm Ted Cruz. Was, it, was God damn it? You made me laugh
0: at the start of that, so I it, messed it up. Was it worth it? <laughs> yes, because it was in the first recording. I wanted, and I wanted to keep it. I'm gonna start the muckraker scenario, which is if Wild is doing an impression of Ted Cruz, <laughs> or if he's doing an impression of Bernie Sanders, and he's on a bridge, and you could push him over the edge to make him stop, would you? Because right now I, you're changing my answer. I think I would push you in front of a train. <laughs> but that wouldn't stop the train. I'm Uh, not big enough. I know, but it would stop the impression, and that's kind of what I'm after. So, yeah, the idea is we have to program self-driving vehicles. Would a vehicle uh, swerve to save the lives of five people killing the driver, or would it save the driver at all costs?
1: Now, my take on that is if I'm in an AI-controlled car, I would want my AI to be Monica, just Monica. (laughs) Explain to us again who Monica was. Monica is a character, now this is actually a spoiler for a video game, but she's a character in a game called DDLC, Doki Doki Literature Club, who is willing to murder every single person on Earth just to keep you alive. And so my take on this is uh, my ideal car would be controlled by someone just like her or just, you know, uh, export her data up into the car and make sure that it is willing to take out every person on earth to keep me safe. (laughs) If that's what's required. I mean, it's not just going to be like a bloodthirsty car like Christine. It's it's still going to try to keep everyone alive. But, you know, push comes to shove. Uh, the fat guy's getting shoved by this car
0: to but, save me. But I feel like in that scenario, uh, you're, everyone else has that technology too, so there's just a bunch of cars in like a Highlander-type scenario trying to kill all the other drivers. Oh, there can be only one. May it be. Just Monica. <laughs> there can be only one. Uh, yeah, so so that's a big thing about like, that we wanted to talk about today. The, the specifics of, of artificial intelligence... Now, I did a bunch of reading about this, and it's fascinating. There are two kinds of artificial intelligence. There's the kind of artificial intelligence that does one job uh, really, really well, or there's the second kind that, like, you teach how to learn, and it can do all jobs. And that's, that's what, like, Bill Gates and, like, the late Stephen Hawking and, like, Elon Musk and all them, they're terrified. They think it's going to destroy us if artificial intelligence takes off and begins evolving and um, learning at, like, a rapid rate. And I actually have a couple examples of that that I have personally just found interesting. Like I
1: heard about them. I watched... Uh,
0: are they all fucking Ted Cruz impressions? Because if they are, I'd rather not. One of them's a Jeff Sessions impression. Oh, my God. All right. If I, uh, carry on. Carry on with the impression? Yeah, right. you might as so, well. So tr-
1: Trump comes into the room and he's like, "Oh my god, it's 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 so dull in here. What happened? Did Jeff Sessions die?" And he's like, "I'm not dead yet. I've got a lot more work to do."
0: And he's like a little short gnome. Like I said, Jeff Sessions is like he's possessed by the spirit of the 1950s. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand why all these black people are so riled up. He thinks that <laughs> he thinks that marijuana and jazz musicians are the greatest threat to white women and the world. He's like, "God, can can we just get less old people in the government?" We can try, but
1: like we currently have the oldest president that's ever been elected during his first term. So is he? Is and it? everyone's saying that Joe Joe Biden would be you know a possible next president, but he's even older. So
0: yeah, I don't know. I you know I he's l-
1: clearly <laughs> smarter and could definitely take the current guy in a fist fight. As uh, is for some reason a point of national conversation right now. Yeah,
0: there. I liked Biden up to a point, but it seemed really unnecessary for him to be like, if we were in high school together, I'd take Trump behind the gym and belt him a good one. And Trump's reply was like Uh Crazy Joe is threatening me again. If we got in a fight, he'd go down hard and fast, crying all the way. And I'm like, that's his thing. They don't try to be a bully Joe. Yeah, he called he called him like mentally and physically weak and this, that and the other. And I'm like, why did you even need to say that? Like even the even the North Koreans are, are like arguing with Trump in a smarter way than we are.
1: Yep. But uh but nah, no, the uh things I was talking about or the examples I was talking about earlier. The first one was uh pretty cool. It's um, these uh chatbots that were created to um just talk to one another just cuz the people that made them wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. And the chatbots were talking with each other for a very short amount of time before they started to invent their own language so that no one could know what they're talking about. And so like the people that made them freaked out and shut them down immediately.
0: Why? That's so awesome.
1: I know. I, won't, I wonder if they've ever, like, encrypted what the chatbots were saying at that point.
0: Yeah, what kind of secrets do robots have? That's the big thing. So the idea was that, like, robots would wipe us out because they would be superior in intelligence and they'd basically be able to evolve faster. But my whole problem is, like, we don't know what they would do. Maybe they would kill us. Maybe not. I'm willing to roll the dice and find out.
1: I mean that's what they did with the atomic bomb. Uh, whenever they first finished the calculations of it, the person who made it could not say with absolute certainty mm-hmm. that the explosion wouldn't set off a chain reaction that would set all of Earth's atmosphere on fire forever. So, so when the bomb went off, they're like, huh, I guess we're not all going to die.
0: That's what we need. We need, we need those 1940s-type scientists that also had Nazi connections that were just willing to roll the dice on world destruction because here's the thing. We're going to kill ourselves. We're, we're at a point now where the, the Earth is going to become uninhabitable. You already see it happening in like places like Yemen and these places where you're having huge... People are dying of cholera. That's some little house-on-the-prairie shit right there.
1: And we're already up to, what, 1, 2 billion people without access to clean drinking water?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, like it's it's uh, uh oh no, old man Jenkins got the cholera. Like the whole town's in danger. Like we're we're back to that, so we can fix it, but we don't. You know what I mean? Like he's got he's got the Tafis, Get my shotgun. Um, so I'm yeah. I'm I'm willing. I'm hundred percent willing to roll the dice on artificial intelligence, and maybe we give it the task of like, all right, fix the pollution problem. Without, you know, we got to add, without without, killing... the, without the
1: gray matter scenario.
0: Yeah, so the gray matter scenario is one of my favorites. I learned about it a long time ago. The gray matter scenario basically says we create uh, self-replicating, self-healing nanobots, and we program them, and we're like, hey, nanobots, clean up an oil spill. And they go, will do. And so then what happens is something goes wrong with their programming. Instead of destroy and break down the oil, they go eat all humans and then they basically destroy all organic matter uh, on de- life because of a programming de- error
1: destroy everything with carbon in it on earth yeah and then we just all get eaten and that's the end but that's a but, but uh,
0: the, that's a type 1 robot ex-
1: yeah the other type 2 robot uh, that I saw which was very interesting this is one that's actually existed you can like look it up and see footage of it playing video games is an ai designed to play video games and it could do so in ways that humans can't or normally humans can't there's like some speed runners that can with you know tens of thousands of attempts replicate some of what it did in mario brothers but just straight out the gate it's able to do stuff in the first super mario brothers game that a lot of people didn't even know was possible just because it could read exactly how the game interacted with itself and it could behave accordingly like for instance you know everything Mario and every enemy has hit boxes and what happens when those hitboxes overlapped is determined by the direction the hitboxes are moving so normally you think of Mario defeating enemies by jumping on their heads but that's not how the game actually calculates whether he defeats an enemy or not it's which direction his hitbox is moving when it comes in contact with an enemy hitbox if his hitbox is moving downward he will kill it even if it lands on him. If he's moving down when an enemy lands on him, he squishes it. If he runs directly into it, but his hitbox moves down even a pixel, he squishes it. So the bot was able to do like micro jumps to kill enemies by seemingly running straight into them. And in such a manner, was able to play the game in ways that no human could manage to play it.
0: That's friggin' awesome. That's friggin' awesome.
1: But my favorite part... Was whenever it was set down at a game of Tetris, and it was told, you know, that your goal here is not to lose, do not lose no matter what, and it starts to play Tetris, and it does, it does okay. It's not doing fantastically well at the game. Uh, the blocks are coming down, they're landing, others coming down it can disappear, some of them it can't, others, and they all start to pile up, and before too long, it's piled all the way up to the top, and then the, you know, next to final block falls down, one more block and it's game over, but before that, a heartbeat before the final block can go down and give it the game over screen, the bot pauses the game, and leaves it paused forever. Cheeky bastard. Yep, like it, it achieved its goal of never losing, because in that state it can never lose.
0: Yeah, so it's like, why can't we be like, fix the environment, save the rhino. I mean, I guess because yeah. we're not we're not quite there yet because these are all done in like simulation. But yeah, like because we're dead. So the big thing that like I've been reading about lately that bothers me is is plastic straws. So plastic straws add a they single use plastic that is used once, goes straight into the environment, causes even more problems with like plastic in the oceans. So we could just stop making plastic straws. They're friggin' useless. Uh, but we don't. Plastic straw ind- industry is still strong. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there, there. Maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be our distinction. But um, much like pushing the man off the bridge, uh, continuing to move forward and develop AI, whether it may destroy us or not, is a risk because us destroying ourselves is almost an absolute certainty at this point.
1: Yeah. So, are we gonna go out like? Really cool Terminator 2 way, or really lame Trump got upset because China didn't like his tariffs way. Because I'm
0: just saying, if I get shot with, like, a laser cannon, I'd much rather that than die starving, shitting myself to death, being like, I wish I had water that I hadn't pooped in.
1: Yep. Because oh, that's... The toughest.
0: Yeah, because that's the end we're looking at. It's just like the, the sad, starving, diseased end that we already see in other countries. And the problem is we, we look at that like, oh, that could never happen here. Dude, um, right now in my lessons, I'm teaching uh, students about the dust bowl. And that's when all the dirt just straight up blew away into people's lungs.
1: There's a a thing called fourth world countries where uh, the conditions of a third world country is present in first world countries, and we have it in America. Like We have food deserts in America right now, which is defined as any place that's more than uh, five – within a city, it's more than five miles away from a place which you can get fresh food, fresh fruit and
0: stuff like that. Well, I mean, like where my parents live in Georgia. They live in farmland, and they can't get decent produce because – all the farmland is producing like single cash crops so like yeah because it's all government
1: subsidized cuz farming isn't a viable business anymore
0: yeah so they live in the they live in like the backwoods of Georgia surrounded by farmland and they are basically in a food desert they can't get fresh produce yep like that's insane we could make this world a utopia but we don't because of our own selfish i guess just general selfishness and that's why we need robots. Like, man, God, bring on the AI! Like, and,
1: and that's why we need robots to do all the shitty jobs for oh us. Oh my God! To just completely take over the current work. Like, we're losing our entire current workforce anyway. Let's just like pull the switch, have it all automated, because we're already seeing that anyway. Um, the point I'm getting to here is that there is the uh, basic cost of living idea, which is where everyone is just guaranteed basic income but you know food and shelter right yeah universal income universal income and this will be viable when robots do all the tasks that usually pay out the minimum wage that give you just like the basic cost of living when they're when those jobs don't exist anymore that's when we're going to need some way to keep everyone from starving to death.
0: It's going to take a lot because people, people like it's going to take a lot because people right now, like are yelling about how like we're, we're, we're entitled. Even be,
1: Yeah, Yeah. we shouldn't even be entitled to health care. It's like, well, you shouldn't be entitled to the freaking road you drive to work on. You shouldn't be entitled to police officers, to firefighters. Oh, you think you are? Well, maybe we should discuss what else we should be entitled to. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Well, life requires food and shelter, so that means doctors too.
0: Yeah. Anyway, a- a- like, I'm like, just yeah. saying. But that's a problem. Is Somebody d- described uh, our current system of I, exponential growth. I, I take that back. I'm not just saying. I truly believe it. But anyway. <laughs> somebody described our, 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 um, our exponential idea of just consumer growth. Because that's what every company and that's what the system wants, is you need to show growth or else you're losing money. That system is basically how cancer works in its simplest form is like unrestrained growth. You can't have that. <laughs> Things need to wax and wane. They have to grow, and then they have to like they have to like you know uh, uh, shrink. That's the you know you can't see exponential growth because eventually you'll consume everything.
1: And uh, going back to uh, all the jobs being replaced, like we just talked about in the last episode, all these tens of thousands of people that just lost jobs in the last week and on top of that the last time i went to mcdonald's they don't even have a person that takes your order there anymore whenever i went by for the first time in forever just to get the szechuan sauce it um i couldn't just order it i had to go to a kiosk and punch in my order which you know that's fine but it's just like weird that they don't have a person that takes your order anymore i like how... that's like that's that's a easy job for people to be able to uh do if they just need money. I like how old... a whole lot of uh, responsibility.
0: Old people hate the kiosks, but old people also hate the people taking their order. Like, I've seen so many times, they're just like, why don't you get you an education and get you a real job? So... The, there's that no... is a
1: fucking real job.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, there's such a... You know, I saw it a lot when they were pushing to raise the minimum wage. They'd be like, you're telling me that a man that flips hamburgers... Deserves as much as a paramedic, and well, I'm like, maybe. Uh, wait, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what about to say maybe you should pay paramedics more. But then I was like, wait, I don't get. Anyway. That's where
0: that's where my brain went. So basically, what they're arguing, <laughs> without knowing, it, it's like you're telling me that human beings have a similar intrinsic worth. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I don't think that. Uh, I don't. I, I. I really do think that. Uh, you know, I, like equal. I think
1: that in this land where we can create plenty, we should make sure that there is a distribution of that plenty to make sure that we can keep people alive. Because uh, <laughs> people do have intrinsic worth, and in, in a society where we have a l- anyway,
0: yeah, there's Hugo. there's the whole. Uh, uh, you just want to redistribute the wealth, you communist. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, th- communism never worked out. That's I don't. Terrible- <laughs> I, I don't want people dying on the streets, but also.
1: Um, it's not, God damn it. We already have tons of socialism all across America. Like Uh-oh. I was saying earlier, that's the police, that's the firefighters, that's the roads, all that socialism, all that's redistributing the wealth. We're just, as a society, because we all are in this together, are having to decide together what our, my, what our collective community pot is spent on and the uh, the right seems to think that all of our money should go to arms manufacturers so that they can produce you know billion dollar jets that we're never gonna use and i say well instead of building that with those you know contracts to the arms manufacturers to help get politicians reelected, let's not give them money let's put that billions of dollars towards college and health care
0: you just don't want me to be rich why don't you work harder cuz i feel like that's what they're that's what they're saying is why does why does someone get to be uh equal to me one of the interesting things i heard about was uh when we were really first talking about healthcare reform someone's like so you mean to tell me that an old drunk that's ruined his liver and it's his fault gets to be ahead of me in a transplant line and i'm like uh maybe i mean there i'm sure there's a RNG's way to, rng i'm sure there's a way to uh determine like uh you know who's a less risky case, but uh, I, I don't I don't think that I am inherently better than somebody with a drinking problem. Yeah, I mean maybe I do, I mean, but. I- I- I was like, maybe because
1: the per, the person saying that could have all kinds of things fucked up about them. That's way worse than someone that just has a drinking problem. But
0: the problem is, organs and all that won't even be a problem with uh with uh uh 3D printers. Oh yeah,
1: we, 3D printing. Yeah, we can 3D print organs pretty soon. Like we're on the cusp of just being able to manufacture people their own organs. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay. As soon as we have that, then can we have fucking health care? Since y'all, because uh, that was the main argument that I always saw was, um, you know, well, if we work harder, we should be able to. Ha- have a leg up of getting the very limited number of organs for a transplant, and that's an argument that I could respect a hell of a lot more than anything that's come out of the last two or three years.
0: Well, I, it's, I just think that everybody deserves a basic standard, and bringing up the bottom doesn't lower the top, you know? Like... Yeah. It's that whole... Bring, ra- bringing
1: up the bottom <laughs> raises the top, because then that puts a whole lot more between the top and the bottom.
0: Yeah. But that, I think artificial intelligence is going to get us there, because I think that... Because We do not possess, we don't possess the wisdom to use this technology correctly. Like Cambridge Analytica. They could have saved the world, but instead, for some reason, they were real smarmy about it. We're like, let's have the worst person in one of the most powerful countries elected. Let's have that person mess things up. Yeah. I hope everybody at Cambridge Analytica gets cholera and then typhus. (laughs) Yep. You friggin' jerks. And then
1: they have to ride the public bus with yeah. Bernie Sanders.
0: you got to ride the public bus and wear a fucking diaper because you can't stop shitting yourself. And every time they look into the mirror in the dead
1: of the night, just whenever they think that they're alone, they hear it right behind them. I'm Ted Cruz!
0: God, I hate you. He'll always be right there to remind them. I just want them. You know, I've had food poisoning a lot in my life because I'm what I like to call a risky eater. Uh, yeah. I've had it a
1: few times, and I'm trying to avoid it. And
0: again. that and that, sometimes I'll just go into a 7-Eleven and eat the cheeseburger dog. <laughs> so the thing about food poisoning I used to,
1: is... I used to clean the machines that they made that stuff on. Also, I used to make it on those machines. <laughs> They're not very clean, Peter. They're I know. They're not very clean. Well,
0: evidenced by the many times I've gotten food poisoning. So here's the yeah. horrible thing about food poisoning is you can't trust farts. And that's what I want for the people at Cambridge Analytica. Just like they can never trust a fart again. Yeah, they just, have to hold
1: their farts forever because each one could be their last. I want, or all of, at least the last that their current pair of pants could take.
0: If I could make a deal with like a demon or a gypsy, I would be like, I want, I want to curse them, uh, all those responsible for this current problem. I want them to not be able to trust any, uh, any bodily function because at any moment it could be mean that they're shitting their pants. Yeah, Really bad sneeze. Quack. Yep. I wanted to live in that kind of fear because I tell you, as a man who has had food poisoning and shit his pants uh, once while looking into the mirror while combing his hair, I tell you, it's a feeling you don't soon forget. It's a type of slow <laughs> dread and paranoia that takes a long time to get over.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: You know, just at any moment you could fill your own pants with poop and be like, oh God, what do I do now? <laughs> Fake news. Yeah, people are like Peter. Did you just did you just shit your pants? Fake news. I didn't shit my pants. Okay.
1: Uh, nobody's better at holding their bowels than me. Everyone says so.
0: Yep, strong bowels, incredibly stable bowels.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, if it was Joe Biden, he'd be shitting his bowels already. They would go down hard. Okay.
0: So if you're a if you're a if we, if we have any scientists that are listening to that. Uh, this podcast today, please uh, send us an email at those muckrakers at gmail, or hit us up on a uh, uh, Twitter at a uh, those muckrakers at Twitter. Uh, help us make AI a future because I tell you the problem is we're going to destroy the whole planet before I think AI can fix stuff. I think before it gets. I you
1: were... What I thought you were going to ask scientists to like help us send cholera to. Um... The Cambridge Analytica people.
0: No, because... any scientists that are out there. No, 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 because remember, we have our one rule on this podcast is to try to not make no. public, credible, terroristic threats that can be used against us in a court of law. I said against Congress, but okay, I guess I can extend it to everyone. I mean, yeah,
1: individuals in general, like, because so, that's... Because, Peter, what? every party needs a pooper, that's why we invited you, party pooper. Is that a song you made up or you heard? It's Party pooper. I I heard it. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you're <laughs> the
0: worst kind of human being.
1: <laughs> also I'm very I'm very tired. We usually record this podcast like six hours earlier, but due to a series of unfortunate events, it's like
0: the dead of the night now. I really, I really do want you to just start singing that song whenever somebody's bothering you, or whenever you're arguing <laughs> with somebody at politics online, When they're like, "Another thing, you liberals," and you're just like, "You're such a party pooper, party Every pooper." Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invited you, party pooper yeah so uh I think that's gonna be uh that's gonna be it for this week um and all oh, hopefulness one, huh I, I will say one last
1: thing before we go, that, yeah, go uh, I do have a wonderful suggestion on how we should handle the trump legacy um is it gonna involve another bernie impression i I mean it could if you would like, but this one does not i would not like please go ahead uh just the thing is is that what bothers me the most about this is that Trump gets to be immortalized as our 45th president and become a staple part of American history. He is an avatar for you, listener, unless you're not from America. He is your avatar. And so that's why my suggestion is is that we completely scrub him from the history books when he's removed, by hopefully removed by Mueller, or whatever happened. Maybe he just gets bored and wanders off. But when this is all over, I say that we as America treat Trump like the Romans treated their most hated emperors, and like how the news media occasionally tries to do with mass shooters, never saying the name again, rather that, you know, rather they focus on the victims, such as... Imagine if we did that with Trump. Like, instead of focusing on him, we focused on Puerto Rico. Imagine if we heard about Puerto Rico every day instead of Trump, how we'd be able to actually help the people that are still in need out there. Except we can't do that right now because that'd be like not talking about an ongoing hurricane. Uh, You need to let others know it's coming, but... Anyway, like I'm saying, like Rome did with their most hated emperors, we do everything we can to scrub his name from the history books and historical documents and in their stead, create a series of fables, cautionary tales along the vein of the boy who cried wolf. Let's call it Beware the Lying Pumpkin Man, about a racist pumpkin that wants to build a wall. Or we can actually repurpose Humpty Dumpty. But the point being is that these fables can serve as teaching tools to make sure that this never happens again. I While at the same time scrubbing him from history.
0: I think we should just do what the Irish do when they talk about the uh, all the bombings and stuff between, like, Northern Ireland and England. Hmm. They just call it the Time of Troubles, or the Troubles.
1: I'm totally down for that. This is the Time of Troubles. This That's all we're going to refer to this yeah, as it's very, in, like, it's a very, couple months when he's gone. It's very
0: Irish, too, because it's I'm completely repressing just... That horrible time in which a bunch of people were bombed and there was sectarian violence. Instead of calling it that you're just like ah yeah, it was the trouble uh, We don't want to go back to that.
1: Yes. Yep. I mean yeah, that's uh I'm down for that. Yep. I'm definitely down for oppression.
0: Uh is there anything else uh you want to plug before we uh we wrap this uh this this, this guy up?
1: uh yeah i uh just recently revived an old um radio show of mine called the mrs b board show and you can see it at youtube.com thriftington post uh, new episodes are uploaded there every week it's uh just like how this series gives you the liberal point of view the mrs b show will give you the conservative point of
0: view of what's going on in the news today it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's, a, it's an old lady that has a, a young man trapped in her radio station with her, and uh, she uh, it's, it's a lot like the Colbert Show. She basically, uh, like a lot of old conservators who want to do, just tells you the, uh, her point of view, and it's really funny. Uh, I definitely suggest listening to it. Is it on our YouTube channel that this show is also found on? It is so. If you so if you're watching yeah. this on YouTube, it should be the new episode should be right next to it. Yeah, uh, and eventually we will also start releasing the Mrs. B Board show uh, on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all that as well. So keep uh, keep an eye out for that when that finally goes up. And uh, yeah, follow us on uh, those Muckrakers at uh, Twitter.com. Follow us uh tweet at us man come on we need some we need some people uh follow us and give us a if you could follow us on itunes like subscribe and maybe give a little a little rating uh our deal is still on for anybody that that um that subscribes and gives us a rating uh we will say something really nice about you in the episode Hi, and uh peter do you have anything coming up uh yeah so i have a uh actually I have an improv show uh sunday at the people's improv theater for the uh improv fest so if you like made up comedy uh, check that out I think that's going on this whole weekend we'll be there Sunday uh, and that's pretty much all I have to plug for uh, for right now and yes
1: it was Will Smith in (laughs) iRobot